your podcast home for all things coastal athletics. This is The Shot Pod. Now here's your host, Sam Wiederhaft. Spring season rolls on. We've got another shot pod on deck for you. I'm your host, Sam Wiederhaft, focusing on the Shot and Clear baseball team this week. Coastal center fielder Parker Chavers joined me for a conversation on the podcast. This was cool because me and him were both in the Cape Cod Baseball League in the summer of 2019. I'll let you guess who was playing and who was broadcasting. Parker won the championship there while being named an all-star and has continued his success after rehabbing from a shoulder injury in 2020. He was named preseason all Sunbelt this season and is the leader of a coastal team that's 8-3 and three right now with wins over ranked teams like Duke, Wake Forest, and West Virginia. Don't want to waste any more time. Here's my conversation with Shauna Clear outfielder Parker Chavers. Parker Chavers, thanks for joining me on the Shant Pod this week. We'll get to your storied coastal baseball career in, in a minute, but first we'll we'll focus on the Cape Cod Baseball League because me and you were at the same place at the same time, summer of 2019. You were playing for the Katua Ketteliers. I was broadcasting for the Bourne Braves. Uh, tell me about that whole experience because not only is the Cape Cod Baseball League full of the best collegiate players in the country, but you were an all-star of that league and then won the championship. So talk to me about what that summer of 2019 was like. Yeah, um... I mean, like you said, a crazy experience. Um, you know, didn't really know what to expect kind of going up there. I knew, obviously, you hear all about it and, and the competition and, and the level of players that are there. So, um, you know, at first was just kind of a, you know, um, I guess a, a recognition of my accomplishments to even be considered to go. And then, um, you know, once you get up there, you realize everyone's good and, you you know, you got to kind of battle and, and play ball like you always have and, and compete. And, um, you know, it's, it's still baseball at the end of the day. So... I uh, was fortunate enough to play well, made the all-star team, and then, um, you know, our team got hot there towards the end, made a run in the playoffs, and uh, eventually won it. So, yeah, it was a crazy experience. The big thing with the Cape Cod Baseball League is is definitely the pitching because it's some great pitchers. And not only is it that, but it's also the first time that a lot of players are using wood bats. Mm. Uh, did it take a while for you to kind of get adjusted to that kind of play? Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I was kind of hot right when I got there for probably the first week or two. Um and then I hit a, a pretty rough, you know, stretch for two or three weeks there. And, um, you know, that's baseball. You, you got to bounce back and, and uh, you know, just kind of figure out some things. But, yeah, I mean, definitely it was a little different with Wood the first, you know, two or three weeks getting adjusted to that. Um, just kind of the, the way the bats are weighted and all that's a little different. But, um, you know, after a while you kind of get used to it. So figured it figured it out there. What was your host family like in Couture? Oh, they were awesome. I still talk to them all the time. Um actually roomed with my roommate from here that year, Zach McCambly. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we he actually knew them um, through his parents going up there. Um, and they were, I mean, they were awesome, literally like second family. I mean, we still talk to them. They come to our games. We got to dinner with them. I mean, they were, it was amazing. I mean, couldn't have, couldn't have been any better. So, What was your favorite field in the Cape Cod Baseball League besides uh, where you guys played at in Katua? Um... I'd probably say Chatham. I thought Chatham was pretty cool with the the fire station out behind right center. Um, it was a pretty nice field for the most part. Yeah, I would say Chatham was pretty cool. Not Bourne? Didn't like Bourne? It was okay. It pretty well there. It was okay, yeah. I uh, had a few good games there. Um, a lot of night games, though, and tough to see at night up there. So Yeah, I, there yeah. was a stretch there in the beginning of the summer where I think – total there were only like three home runs hit yeah it was just a place where balls came to die big field (laughs) yeah it was um so you played through an injury there in 2019 because you got injured 
in the coastal baseball season, that spring season, fell down some dugout stairs and injured your shoulder, played through it in the 2019 season, played through it in the Cape Cod Baseball League season. What was that like to play through it, a shoulder injury and, and a lot of discomfort? Um, yeah, definitely weird. I mean, I'd, I've been hurt before. I've had, you know, uh, arm surgeries in the past, but that was kind of like, like you said, a freak thing. Um, unfortunate. And then obviously had to miss, I think I missed six games kind of in mid-March there. And, um came back after you know rehabbed and got back but you know just wasn't the same really when I got back um shoulder was still bothering me for for a good bit there but um actually got you know to where I could manage it and, and play through it and obviously didn't want to miss the cape so um you know dealt with it throughout the summer and um came back last year uh, for my junior season you know was just planning to ride it out and, and not do anything um, but, you know, obviously it got to a point where I had to have surgery, and so we did that. But You spent 2020 with the surgery and rehabbing, and then you come back 2021, your second game, walk-off Grand Slam against Duke. Was that just a moment for you that kind of made this whole process worth it to come back? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was definitely, you know, just one of those surreal moments that, you know, you'll never forget for the rest of your life. But, um, yeah, like you said, a lot of hard work, obviously, with, with the pandemic and everything. Um I was in the middle of my rehab, had to go home last March, I guess. So almost, a, you know, a full calendar year before I could get back here and, you know, compete in a real game in February. Um, so it was a long process, but yeah, definitely gratifying to come back and and uh, have success and hopefully keep it going throughout the season. You were eligible to get drafted to the MLB draft uh, after the 2020 season. It was a shortened MLB draft, only five rounds. Uh, you didn't get that opportunity. You said you've, you've had some other opportunities to play professionally, but didn't take it. Ended up coming back for your fourth year at Coastal. What what ultimately went into that decision to come back this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the draft was kind of crazy for everyone last year. Obviously, you know, getting cut from 40 to five rounds is, you know, ridiculously drastic. Um, but just with you know, the way everything went, they kind of had to do that, um, you know, but still kind of thought it was going to work out. Obviously, I knew I was going to drop some because of the injury and not having played uh, 2020, but, you know, kind of still thought it was going to work out. And then, you know, as the draft kind of was going, it, you know, didn't really look as good as we thought. Um, you know, got some calls, third, fourth, fifth round, just didn't really feel like it was the best, you know, thing for me financially. And, um, you know, obviously with the coronavirus still going on no one really know um what minor league baseball is going to look like for this past year and obviously they didn't end up playing so um you know but it, it's not hard to come back to a place like this I knew I had all my guys here in my spot and um you know just kind of wanted to come back and prove everyone wrong more than anything now Coastal you've been named a freshman all-american Sunbelt first team you were preseason all Sunbelt uh this year in the offseason your extended offseason because of your surgery what have you really been focusing on to make your game better here your fourth year at Coastal and definitely improve your draft stock as well yeah I mean obviously you want to improve everything every year that you, you know you can just be a well-rounded player and improve in, in all aspects um for me, just being more consistent in the box, I mean, I think the power and, and the dynamic um, aspect is there, but just trying to be consistent, um, just be a pure hitter, you know, for 60 games or whatever we end up playing this year. And um, and then another thing is using my legs more. I, I think I'm very underrated in the running department. Um, so trying to steal a lot more bases this year and, and kind of change the game with my feet. Talking about the team as a whole, uh, you guys are having a lot of fun. An 8-3 and three record, top 10 in the country in, in NCAA and home runs with 20 on the year so far. You do a cool little arm, arm celebration, the mm -hmm. jump after every home run. What's it like being in, an experienced member of this team and, and being one of the leaders? It's cool, man. I mean, um, 
you know, kind of have to sit back and watch last year. We had a lot of freshmen come in that ended up starting and playing. And um, so I've been around them, tried to help them kind of grow. And um, But, yeah, it's cool to see how fast they've matured and, and taken, taken form. And even some JUCO transfers and some older guys we've got back, everyone's kind of, you know, just clicking and meshing. And, you know, we're, we're a tight-knit group. And, you know, we have a lot of fun. So it's it's been cool. And, you know, just trying to do my part to uh, – help contribute and lead the guys as well. Baseball is a sport with a lot of downtime. Do we have any pranksters in the clubhouse for Coastal? Pranksters? Mm, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, we, we definitely have some goofballs for yeah. sure. Um, we didn't actually spend a lot of time in the clubhouse during the fall. Um, just because of COVID and everything, we kind of stayed out of the locker room as much as we could just to kind of stay away from everyone. And um, obviously with Gilly's situation, we try to respect him as much as we can. And yeah and kind of keep our distance but um no i mean I, we, we definitely have some some clowns but I, no pranks that i know of so we, far. we don't have any hot foot or anything and no the, not yet gum on the hat not yet we might need to get that going here yeah. soon yeah i like that I, i've seen this question asked to my favorite player of all time is mike trout i'm a big angels fan and i've seen him, him ask this question a lot as playing center fielder for the angels he's got a good bat and he's a good fielder uh for you what's your favorite hitting a home run or making a great catch you know robbing a home run or a sliding catch in the outfield that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I mean, hitting home runs are cool, obviously, you know, depending on the situation. But I'd probably say sliding catch. I mean, you know, I think that's a very underrated aspect. And, um, you know, people don't really realize it because it's not, you know, as cool. And, and, you know, they have the old chicks dig the long ball saying. But, you know, there's there's a lot that can be said for – for defense and um, you know saving runs and, and doing that thing in the outfield, so I would say that for sure. Have you robbed a home run before, like on the fence? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've robbed one. Our walls are kind of tall here, so I haven't done that here. Um, no, nah, I think just just some diving catches and stuff, but no no robs yet. And hopefully, we can see that uh, down the line this yeah. year. We're 11 games down. We got 45 more to go. It's a long season. Uh, how do you keep yourself focused and this team maintaining that same energy that we've seen for those first 11 games uh, throughout the rest of the spring? Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of games left, and it, it does you know at some point become a challenge to bring it every single day, every game. Um, you know, those long weeks, those midweek games, halfway, two thirds of the way through the season. You know, it gets long. Um, but for us, I mean, you know, I think it's kind of a self-motivation thing. You know, I think, uh, you know, we have some good leaders. Our coaches obviously, you know, push us super hard and, you know, expect a lot out of us. So, um, you know, they're not going to let us slack off or anything. But at the same time, I think our schedule demands it. I mean, if you look at our schedule, um, you know, you can lose anyone in, in the conference. And obviously our, our out-of-conference schedule is, you know, up there, um, you know, with best in the nation, I would say. So... You know, it's kind of one of those things, the game's going to demand it, and if, if you don't bring it, you know, you're going to get beat. So it's kind of one of those things you don't really have a choice. I want to ask you about your leader, Gary Gilmore, um, obviously an NCAA championship coach, been here forever. What's it like getting guidance from him, uh, especially him coming back after sitting out last year? Yeah, um, it's incredible, man. I mean, you know, that guy's so intelligent, has so much passion, love for the game, um, you know, built this place from the ground up and, and made it what it is today. I mean, he really, really has, and – um, yeah, like you said, to see what he's been through um, with his whole situation and kind of how he could have taken it and, and what he's actually done with it and how present he's been. And, I mean, if you didn't know his situation, if you just walked around practice every day, you'd have no clue. I mean, he's so selfless. He's worried about us and us getting better and, and being our leader. And, 
uh, you know, we follow him. So we're doing our part, you know, trying to uh, kind of let the field be a little safe haven for him to get away from, uh, you know, obviously reality um, and health that's, you know, much more important than baseball. But, um, you know, we try to do what we can and respect the situation and, and help him any way we can. Parker Chambers, appreciate you coming on the Sean Pod this week. It was great to watch you in the Cape Cod League a couple of summers ago, and good luck the rest of the yeah, way. Thanks for having me. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but that walk-off grand slam against Duke was electric. Parker has continued the hot hitting. He's got 14 RBIs, batting 295 right now. And just last weekend, we saw him make a diving catch in center field. So one of the most decorated players in Shawnee baseball history is continuing to produce game in and game out. The Shans have a four-game series coming up starting on Friday against FIU. That game is at 4 p.m. from Springsbrook Stadium. Saturday will bring on a doubleheader, the first game starting at noon, game two starting about 30 minutes after the conclusion of the first game. And Sunday will round out the series with a noon start as Coastal continues on here in mid-March. A couple of housekeeping things. Both sides of Coastal basketball fell in the Sunbelt Tournament before reaching the finals. The women concluded their season with a 75-64 loss to Little Rock in the opening round, and the men lost a heartbreaker to the eventual champion App State in the semifinals 64-61 in overtime. So congratulations to both teams for completing their season during this strange time and giving Teal Nation some great entertainment during the winter sports season. Men's soccer won 2-1 last Sunday over the College of Charleston. Goals from Claudio Repetto and Luis Romero pushed the shots over the edge and gave them their first win of the spring season. Women's soccer had last weekend off, but they'll be back. They'll play Duke on Sunday at 2 p.m. in North Carolina. Men's tennis beat North Florida on Wednesday 4-3 and proved their record to 2-2. Two two. They'll play their fourth home match in a row against Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt opener on Sunday at noon. And women's tennis on the other side will spend the weekend in Alabama. Got a match against South Alabama at noon on Saturday and at Troy on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Beach Volleyball is playing matches. They're 4-3 so far this season and played a slew of matches on Wednesday at the Georgia State Day of Duels. They fell to the host Panthers 3-2 in the first match but turned the day around with a 5-0 win over Chattanooga and a 3-2 victory over Mercer to round out the day. The ladies will take part in the Carolina Challenge over the weekend playing against Jacksonville, Mercer, Southern Mississippi, and South Carolina. Looking ahead, we got a big matchup at Brooks Stadium on Saturday at 2 p.m. It's the women's lacrosse team taking on 25th-ranked Elon on the surf turf. The Shants are undefeated. That record is on the line, 5-0. They got a win against Davidson last weekend, and now it's a nationally-ranked opponent. You can watch it on ESPN Plus Saturday at 2 p.m. against Elon. Men's golf is hosting the General Hackler Championship from the Dunes Golf and Beach Club. That'll go from Sunday to Tuesday. And women's golf finished second overall at the River Landing Classic after a record-setting performance on Tuesday. It was their lowest 18-hole score ever at 276. They shot 12-under, which was also a team record. So awesome job by the women's golf team. They'll turn right back around and play in the Valspar Invitational on Saturday and Sunday from Augusta. Softball comes into this weekend with a 6-7 and seven record after going 1-2 and two last weekend in the Florida Atlantic Tournament. They'll start Sunbelt play in Louisiana with a three-game series against UL Monroe Saturday at 1 p.m. and 3.30 and Sunday at 4. It was a year ago this week that the sports world was put on pause, and thankfully, a year later, we are back to busy weekends here in Conway. You can keep up with all the action for all of our sports on the Shauna Clear Athletics Twitter page at GoCCU Sports and our website, GoCCUSports.com. 
We'll wrap things up there. Thanks for listening to The Shop Pod this week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks to Parker Chavers for coming on the podcast this week and talking some Shauna Clear baseball. This is Sam Weederhaft saying have a great day, everybody, and go Shawns.